A Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast is finally here, and we're going to finish up our list of the greatest Sun Devils running backs of all time. This, of course, is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your host for everything Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise. Of course, thank you guys so much for making me and the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including but is not limited to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, what is it, Odyssey, uh, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You can also follow me on YouTube as well if you want to subscribe so that you can see a visual format of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter as well. If you're on the BERT app, that's at RichieBrads36. Go ahead, follow the podcast while you're there as well, at LO underscore Sun Devils. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop right into a controversial conversation on who the greatest Arizona State running back is of all time. I've got 10 guys listed here. I am throwing you guys a curveball right off the bat. If, you, if you've been listening to the series this week, then you know that my top six running backs from the 2010s felt a little off balance for me, and I'm going to amend a mistake that I believe I made back then today. So I have one honorable mention in a top 10 list, and that's going to be Kalen Balaj. Balaj was just a stud. He was an absolute freak of nature, a dominant, dominant kind of athlete. However, he never truly transcended into this all-world talent that we believed him to be. He had that one huge game against Texas Tech that will be forever enshrined for Arizona State history and lore. But outside of that game, he truly was, he was good, right? He, He was good, but he was never... He was never that guy that we believed he could be. It felt like he never reached that super high ceiling. And that's okay because he still was a very pivotal part of what Arizona State wanted to do in the run game. And we love him for it. And there's no there's no harm in that. It's just he's not going to make my top 10. Just outside. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop into my top 10. Now, starting with Keegan Herring of the mid-2000s. Now, spoiler alert, Herring is the only running back of the 2000s that is included in my top 10 here. It simply, as I talked about earlier in the week, it wasn't the strongest group for Arizona State during the 2000s. They they were a very up-and-down team, and unfortunately, they just didn't put out enough like elite running back talent. So, didn't end up getting into... Uh, or didn't end up having very many in the top 10. Ryan Terrain is another guy who probably is going to be an honorable mention for me. Just that outstanding year and unfortunately ran into the injuries that ultimately derailed what could have been a promising career. So number 10 here, Keegan Herring. Herring was very up and down for the Sun Devils. Two 800-yard seasons, but two seasons of less than 600 yards. Not the biggest touchdown guy in the world, four seasons, 20 touchdowns, career high with six in his first two years. 
He was never necessarily the featured guy for Arizona State, a career-high 158 carries, which came as a freshman. Other than that, it just it, it felt like he was he was a very talented guy in an offense that wasn't very catered to running the ball as much. He did have over five yards of carry in all but one of his seasons, that one season being a senior year where he missed uh, four games. So, unfortunately, wasn't able to, to really turn into anything outstanding. He definitely is a memorable guy. He is a stud. Just didn't leave the impact on Arizona State that we might have been hoping he was going to be able to. But still... Still a still a talented guy. At the end of the day, he did end up with just shy of 2,700 rushing yards, which wound up putting him barely, barely at 11th. He's not very far behind at all from one Art Malone. Moving on now to my number nine guy. And this is where I feel like I kind of amend my list from earlier in the week. DJ Foster coming in as my number nine running back here. DJ Foster was just a do-it-all guy for Arizona State, and he was really, really good at doing it all. He, seriously, I could just gush about this guy. I said it earlier in the week, and I'm going to double down now. He's a guy I believe should wind up in the team's ring of honor one day. He truly just, the the way that he played the game, Phenomenal. He was a great runner who really didn't get as many chances as he probably deserved to be a runner because he was just always in a backfield that had Marion Grace and Demario Richard and Kalen Balaj. He never really truly got an opportunity to be the guy. But when he did, he showed off. 2014, he rushed for almost 1,100 yards on 5.6 yards at carry. He was a stud. But being the team player he is, switched over to wide receiver his senior year in 2015. Part of it, you know, for the betterment of his future pro career, sure. But another big part of it was simply because he was a team player who knew that the guys behind him were also talented and Arizona State probably wanted to get a little bit of everybody involved there. And that was ultimately their decision. And It turned out to be solid for Foster. Foster ended up getting to the pros. He wasn't drafted, but he did play for a little while uh, with with New England and with Arizona. For what it's worth, he he did win a ring with the Patriots, and he played some games for Arizona State, recorded some statistics in the NFL, which a lot of guys can't say. But as far as ASU success goes, just over 2,300 rushing yards, another 2,400 receiving yards for almost 5,000. Career scrimmage yards, 32 touchdowns. Definitely a guy who I feel doesn't get the respect he deserves. Put him in the ring of honor. Put him in the ASU Hall of Fame. I truly stand by every single sentiment that I just gave there. DJ Foster, number nine for me. Number eight, the great Wilford Wizard White. I feel like he probably should be higher on this list, but all the guys ahead of him, I have a hard time putting him ahead of them. Now, Wilfred White had that unbelievable 1950 season, remember we talked about, where he had 1,502 rushing yards in a 10-game season. This was way back in the 1950s where you you could pretty much just punch guys in the face. It was 
it was that much of a like just downhill, dirty style NFL back or not NFL uh, college football back then. And he still found a way to just put up all sorts of outstanding numbers. He scored 22 touchdowns and 136 points in one season. This was third nationally and are still to this day single season records for Arizona State. For what it's worth, he also was just an all-around athlete. He did participate a little bit in track and field, uh, basketball, decathlons. He did just about everything for Arizona State. He was ahead of his time in terms of being an athlete, despite the fact that he was 5'9", 170 pounds. So dude was smaller than me, but could outrun me in, in his old age. And I, I made this point the other day. He had, He has passed away, however... At age 84, when he when he did move on, I still feel like he could have beat me in a race. He was that outstanding of an athlete. Coming in at number eight for me, Wilford White. One more guy I want to talk about before we hop into our first break here. Number seven, Cameron Marshall. Cameron Marshall was so good. So good. And very similar situation to DJ Foster, where he, I feel like he didn't really get that opportunity to be the guy in the offense, but nonetheless, he still found a way to be incredibly productive with the team, scoring 40 touchdowns in his three seasons with Arizona State, 38 touchdowns, which winds up being second all time behind somebody who's going to be named later on the wit on the list, of course, being Woody Green. But in his in his time with Arizona State. His final three seasons, sophomore, junior, senior year, no less than 10 touchdowns in each of those years. And um, stumbling over my words, 2,000-yard scrimmage seasons. He didn't get as much work in 2012, but that's also because Marion Grice had come in and was an animal. And DJ Foster was there too. All three of them rushed for just about 500 yards. I believe DJ was just a little short, but Marshall excelled in his role. And... I truly feel like if he had been the starter for Arizona State for four years instead of in this committee approach, I feel like he could have been much higher on this list. I feel like his numbers would have been just grossly insane. But nonetheless, he does end up ninth all-time on the rushing yards list, second all-time in rushing touchdowns, had 4.7 yards a catch for his career. Wasn't the greatest receiver in the world, but he did he did haul in 64 catches in four seasons. Just an all-around good back, very compact, very powerful. He was he was one of those guys, when you saw him, you had to make a business decision. And nine out of ten times, it felt like Cameron was winning those business decisions. So that being said, we are going to go ahead and hop into our first break here. When we return for our second break, we're going to go ahead and continue our list starting at number six. But before we get there, we have a quick word from some of our friends. Guys, I know it's that time of year when we're ready to give up on our New Year's resolutions, but don't do it this year. Take my word for it. Go to Built Bar right now. Get yourself some of their new protein bars, including their Puffs. If you haven't tried them yet, you're absolutely missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And of course, just like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are fan favorites with some incredible favorites like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. They're going to be your new favorite. If you go to built.com and scroll to the macros chart, you'll be absolutely blown away 
with how these bars are high in protein, low in calorie, high in fiber, low in carb. And if you compare it to a candy bar, which typically around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bars are simply better and they taste better too. With all sorts of different flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're also delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious for you. It'll be healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Here's the deal. Go to built.com right now and type in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And again, we thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Let's hop right back into the conversation. No slowing down. Going to number six here, J.R. Redman. Redman playing in the late 90s, just after the Jake Plummer era there. And just barely missing out on the 2000s where he definitely would have been number one on that list if he had made it. Nonetheless, over 3,200 rushing yards, 32 rushing touchdowns, which placed him top five all time in the rushing touchdowns department. Had another four scores through the air, another 677 yards uh, through the air as well, giving him a grand total of a flat 3,900 yards, 36 touchdowns. He got better each year. Started as a freshman, didn't do too much, 301 yards. Sophomore year, jumps up to 865 yards, a whopping 6.1 yards a carry, seven touchdowns. Junior year, 883 yards, a little bit more than what he had, but went from seven rushing touchdowns to 11 rushing touchdowns. Starting an uptick. And then senior year, dude has a coming out party. He becomes the lead back for Arizona State over 240 carries, 241 to be exact, rushed for just shy of 1,200 yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, added another one through the air, giving him 1,274 scrimmage yards in his final season in, in, uh, in Tempe. He also managed over his final three seasons to have over 1,000 scrimmage yards in each year, no fewer than eight touchdowns. So 3,900 yards, 36 career touchdowns, got better every single year. For what it's worth, he ended up being a third-round pick by the New England Patriots. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was on their Super Bowl-winning team, but I could be wrong on that. Regardless, Redmond just got better with every year. He aged like a fine wine. And yeah, I, I feel like that's just the perfect way to end it right there, is he just got better at each and every year. Absolutely love him. J.R. Redman coming in at number six for me. For me, Number five now is Freddie Williams. Freddie Williams, one of the most important pieces of Arizona State's, uh, you know, quote unquote, national championship team because we should have been national champions. I'll beat, I'll, I will feed a fed horse until somebody gets my point and goes back and changes it. They're going to look at this podcast and be like, eh, I don't know. Richie Bradshaw is saying that. Arizona State should have been national champions in 1975. Maybe we should go change it. I don't know. Well, if, if I don't do it, then nobody will. So I'll be that martyr and I'll drive that ship. Okay? It's all about me. But anyways, talking about Freddie Williams. Williams played from 73 to 76. So yes, he was on that 1975 team that went undefeated, defeated Nebraska, should have been number one team in the nation. But unfortunately, whack teams 
can't win national championships. So they ended up number two in the final poll rankings. That year, he was the offense. 1,427 yards, nine touchdowns, 5.4 a pop. It wasn't just one year for production either. The previous year, 74, he rushed for 1,299 yards, eight touchdowns. He also caught 20 passes. In his career, he had 3,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, at another 41 catches through the air, no touchdowns there. So he ended his career, again, just like J.R. Redmond, a flat 3,700 yards and 19 touchdowns. So never really the, the biggest producer in the touchdowns department. However, he did everything else. He, he was that kind of turnaround, put the ball in his chest and let him do some work. More than effective for Arizona State. They'll take that every day, every day that ends in wine and twice on Saturdays. Freddie Williams ended up second all-time in Arizona State rushing yards history. And I, I can't remember if I mentioned this. He had he had five yards of carry each season that he was at Arizona State. All four years, minimum 5.1 yards of carry. 5.4 in that 1975 season, which he was one of the most integral parts of that offense Super important and just flat out dominant. I don't think Arizona State is as good in the 70s without Freddie Williams. One of the most important and one of the most talented players of the Frank Cush era. Freddie Williams coming in at number five for me. Coming in at number four, this is where it starts to get a little interesting. Marion Grice. Grice is such a fun case study because he only had two years of production at Arizona State, but he scored 39 touchdowns in two years. That's dumb. That is like dumb, dumb. The only reason he's not higher is simply because the the rest of the numbers aren't anything mind-blowing. However, he did have 5.7 yards per carry in those two years. He did rush for over 1,600 yards. He had almost 900 receiving yards. I would honestly listen to a argument for Grice being maybe the best Arizona State running back of all time. I'll, I'll listen. I will definitely put him top five secured. Won't hear a debate about it. I'll listen to top three. I will listen to him being the best of the 2010s. For me, he's number three of the 2010s. He's number five on my all-time, or number four on my all-time list. Excuse me. I only have three guys ahead of him. Only three. So... I don't feel that bad about it. I just wish that he had been with us longer. If he had been with Arizona State longer than he did, and obviously he couldn't because he was a transfer from a junior college. It, one of the one of the cornerstones of junior college transfers are Arizona State. Right before, right? Yeah, uh, his, his final year, 2013, that was also the year Jalen Strong came in. So, Arizona State was doing really good with their junior college transfers. They still have been. Obviously, like Rashad White is another example. But Marion Grice was kind of like the mold and the standard that a lot of Arizona State transfer players try to live up to is what Marion Grice did. If he had played all four years at Arizona State, God knows what kind of insane numbers he would have put up. Nonetheless, he still put up mind-boggling numbers in two years at Arizona State. Coming in at number four for me, a very, very, very good number four, Marion Grice. 
The three ahead of him, I do feel confident in. I feel like you can kind of shuffle around my number four with my number three, but my number two and number one, I feel are very solidified, and I don't feel like I should be having any kind of conversation about it. Who are they? You'll find out in just a moment when we return from our break. We go from number three to number two to number one. This, of course, is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Guys, Bet Online is still your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info right now. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys, and we're back for the final segment here on the Locked On Sun Devils Friday edition of the podcast, controversial edition of the podcast, ranking the all time Sun Devils players from the all, all time. All-time Sun Devils players. Number three, running backs. Demario Richard coming in at number three for me. Demario was very, very, very underrated and undervalued during his time at Arizona State. Rushed for 3,200 yards, 26 touchdowns, caught another 69 passes and seven more touchdowns for a grand total of 33 touchdowns, almost 3,900 scrimmage yards, he had 2,000-yard seasons, only one year with less than five yards a carry. That was 2016, which was just a, a really weird year for Arizona State. But nonetheless, DeMario was just a bell cow kind of guy and an impressive bell cow, considering he played at the same time as Kalen Bellage. And he was just as effective, if not more effective. In fact, I now I had a conversation with Kalen Bellage out in Mobile my first year out there. He got a little frustrated with me when I had brought up that he was the number two back in that offense and instead said that they were splitting carries, this, that, and the other, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But with all due respect, Kalen, DeMario definitely was the number one back there. And yes, you guys did split carries, but it was DeMario's offense and he deserved it. DeMario was a, a, like I said, he was a bell cow. He, he was this big old bowling ball between the tackles. He was good. He bounced it outside. He showed a little bit of upside as a receiver. I feel like he could have done a lot more for Arizona state. If Balaj wasn't there because he would have gotten Bellage's touches. And I think that DeMario was good enough to continue adding very impressive numbers to his box score. I think that I, I, I truly think that DeMario ends up being one of the most underrated and underappreciated Sun Devils of all time. Similar to me with Taylor Kelly, I feel like DeMario Richards kind of in that same boat where no one wants to talk about him as much. He, he, he was just in a very weird spot with Arizona State because he played from 2014 to 2017, which is this weird transition period for Arizona State. That 2013 season was magical and 2014 was also really good. But then 2015 took a weird dip. 2016 was a more transitional era. So DeMario kind of stuck in this weird flux of a situation for Arizona State, but nonetheless was very good. Ends up all time as the number four rusher for Arizona State in their history. 
Number three for me, Demario Richard. Number two, Eno Benjamin. Now, Eno Benjamin, I think, is the most talented running back of the 2010s, I would say. Maybe. I don't I don't know. It, it's so much fun to have this conversation because there's so many options that you can go with. But Eno Benjamin is up there for me. I think he was just an outstanding running back with really good production. Now, a lot of his production did admittedly come in one year. His sophomore year, he rushed for a Arizona State single season record, 1,642 yards, tagged on 16 touchdowns, caught another 35 passes and two more touchdowns. He had 1,900 yards that year, 18 touchdowns, 5.5 a pop. But here's the thing, is he started his career in 2017. He was the third running back behind uh, Demario Richard and Kalen Balaj. And even then, I remember sitting there, I'm like, mm, you know Benjamin's better than both of these guys. And it turns out that we were absolutely right because he had this massive coming out party in his, in his sophomore year. Remember, he had a 300-yard game, 312 yards against Oregon State in his sophomore year. Now, this is the single-season record for Arizona State by 62 yards. The next closest is Benny Malone. Also against Oregon State, but back in 1973. So Eno Benjamin absolutely blew this record out of the water. He also had, let me see, um, rushing touchdowns, single game. No, he didn't set a record. I could have swore he did. But he did have uh, 16 touchdowns in a single season, which was fifth all-time for the Sun Devils. Ended up number tied for number six all-time for career rushing touchdowns with 27. He had back-to-back thousand-yard years for Arizona State. He he managed he managed to be a very good producer all three years in the in uh in his career over in Tempe. Unfortunately, he just he he had a drop off from his sophomore to his junior year. It was natural regression. It was also another transition phase for Arizona State as they were going from Manny Wilkins over to Jaden Daniels, trying to figure out what their identity was going to be. That that was a huge year for Brandon Ayuk. So the, the passing attack had really started to take off for Arizona State. And Eno Benjamin was kind of just there almost. I, I feel like the Sun Devils didn't give him as much love as they probably should have because he had been so good the previous year. But nonetheless, a very, very good career. Overall, I think that Eno Benjamin is one of the greatest Sun Devil running backs of all time. Top five safely, top three argument. I have him at number two. But now my number one, to me, undisputable. There's there's absolutely no arguing it here. Sim- similar to how Danny White was my consensus quarterback one all time, Woody Green is my consensus running back two all time. His stats are so widely disputed depending on where you go to look at your numbers. But he did finish as Arizona State's all-time leading rusher with over 4,000 yards. During his college career, he rushed for no fewer than 1,182 yards, had 33 rushing touchdowns. He was a back-to-back consensus All-American. His final year in 1973, he finished eighth in Heisman voting. Monster. Absolute monster. And he had left just before that magical 1975 season. But Woody Green was incredibly important for Arizona State and everything that he managed to do there. 
very, very much a focal point of the offense. One of the most, if not the most talented running backs for Arizona State. Dude was insane. His career high in carries was only 209. And that year, he had almost 1,400 yards. So the dude was right at, if not over six yards a carry for his career. 33 touchdowns in three seasons. Rushing. Also had over 10 yards of catch for his career. The dude was insane. And he's one of those guys who would transcend generations. You put him in today's league, he would be just as good as he was way back in the 70s. Just one of those guys who you you put the ball in his chest, told him to do something with it, and he would. And he did it very, very, very good. I wish that I had been able to see Woody Green. I don't know if there's very many highlights that I can find on YouTube, but I could definitely take to the bank anything that my grandparents would tell me about Woody Green. I can take to the bank all of his statistics, regardless of where you get them, if it's sports reference or Wikipedia or uh, all the different websites. I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's not it's not all Sun Devils with Donnie Druin. It's Speak of the Devils. Speak of the Devils has a has a link to his numbers as well, if you guys want to go ahead and check that out. But that's where I got those numbers from, was Speak of the Devils. I felt like that was the most trustworthy source. That's ultimately where I went. But regardless of where I got the statistics from, the fact that he was so hyper-productive at Arizona State in the time that he was there and was during the Frank Cush era and arguably the most important player during that time, and he did get to play with Danny White a little bit, Woody Green, to me, undisputable number one running back for Arizona State. That being said, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this wonderful Friday edition of the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, which includes, but is not limited to, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts on an audio platform. We're there Monday through Friday with the best Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, baseball, and otherwise content in the whole wide world. Make sure, subscribe to us on YouTube as well if you want to see a visual format of me during the podcast. Subscribe, follow, like, share, comment, five-star, all that good stuff. If you're on the Bird app, Twitter, go ahead and follow me at RichieBrads36. Follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now, do me a favor and go and make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen of the day. Locked On NFL Draft featuring Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker as they break down NFL front offices and college football prospects. Just like the Locked On Sun Devils, it's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you guys stay locked on right here on Locked On Sun Devils.